in intellectual terms, I cannot grasp the impl implementation of Buddhist philosophy to motivation. What is wrong with the claim that successful practice would ultimately lead to being a vegetable? Proof you're a vegetable. <laughs> Depends what type. Carrot. <laughs> Means uh, ultimately lead you to just sit in a puddle of your own urine and feces and die. <laughs> Well, the, the Buddha almost did just that, didn't he? Not, not the urine and feces part. He, uh, the Buddha was ready to just pass away. I mean, the first point, I think, is that uh, not everything comes from uh, karmic volition. When you, when you let go, you don't stop acting like a human being. You are a human being. Um, I always like to refer to quantum physics because it's just so Western. And a lot of these questions are just so Western, and um, maybe even not quantum physics. Let's just let's just think of a, a theory of reality where it's mostly physical, and where the mind has a very limited uh, potential to interact with the, the 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 reality. It does have a, an ability to interact and change, but not uh, ultimate free will in the sense of saying "poof, you're a vegetable" or so. Um, and so even when the mind stops uh, actively changing, even if the mind were to stop actively changing the physical reality, um, much of it would still continue. So there would still be lots of walking and lots of um, talk, even talking, for example. There would still be the ordinary activities that were... Um, were habitual and, and, and appropriate at the time. See, the thing is, an enlightened being doesn't stop acting, doesn't stop thinking, doesn't even necessarily stop acting mentally. They don't stop acting mentally in terms of changing the physical reality, but they stop um, trying to, or they stop um, they stop forcing it. They stop creating uh, volitional tendencies, like desires they can still have intention, the intention to do this, the intention to do that, um, because that's all, you could say, habitual, but I think better is it's appropriate. An arahant, an enlightened being, is someone who does things that are appropriate. Um, I mean, it's, the, the key here, I think, is you're in, in intellectual terms, because you're thinking in intellectual terms, and, and it's not intellectual, it's real. It just happens. You let go and you're free. When you use terms like motivation and... Um, you know, vegetable, Buddhist philosophy. I mean, you're 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 creating entities, motivation. You're 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 creating this idea of being motivated, and it creates dichotomies or trichotomy. You know, it it sets you up for either this or that, either motivated or not, either successful or not, and so on. Which is really not the case. A person who sees clearly lets go, and when they let go, they're free. That has nothing to do with whether or not they do this or do that, and in fact they can be highly motivated people to an extent, or something akin to motivation. I would say um, dedicated and energetic people, because they have these qualities in their mind, not because they want them to be there or because they 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 need them or, or they, they actively seek them out. 
but because it's appropriate, it's it's proper, it's natural. Really, Buddhism is about coming back to nature, which an arahant you could say is the most natural human being or or being. 